Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by Game Time. Pop quiz! Do you think NBA tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? Uh, we should really know the answer to this. We now. should, yeah. and I don't know because it's not written here, but we can all find out by downloading Game Time, the ticket-buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Ching, ching. Game Time is the leader in last-minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting. That's huge. Row Yy Section 124, Seat 24 and 25. What does that what mean? Does that even I mean? don't know. Yeah. Then you buy in two taps. That's two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play. Work that clock to your advantage and score last-minute tickets. Now, I drive my own Chevy. It's a Chevy Cruze. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast, the fifth and final part of our NBA season preview series here on The Athletic. I'm J.E. Skeets up in Toronto, living entirely off of Timmy Ho's and Pizza Pizza, and alongside (laughs) me, a man making the magic happen, J.D. How's it going, eh? Hey, there he is, eh, down in our temporary... Atlanta studio. We got the homie. We got Tass Mellis. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Tessie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, hey yo. yo. And of course, the international man of mystery taking it to the max, the Aussie, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, <laughs> Lily. Guys, I'm going to keep telling you until you do it. Follow us on social media Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. I've actually been sharing a few fun clips. From each of those shows, so go check those out, go like those, share them with your friends. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And you can email us at nodunks at theathletic.com. Nodunks at theathletic.com. Get your questions in for when we step on the beach next week. Yes, that is happening next week. Any NBA questions you got, any questions at all, send them in, nodunks at theathletic.com, or hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag nodunks. We'll see those as well. All right. Like I said, final part of our season preview series here. A couple more questions to fire through. Guys, you ready? Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Our first question in part five. Surprise Eastern Conference playoff team. We've talked about the Bucks and the Sixers being at the top, likely, of the Eastern Conference, but I want a surprise East playoff team. Who wants to get us started? I'll get us started with the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Uh, and it's not just because we live here, although that's the primary reason. I want to see some basketball. <laughs> yeah. the, the future is obviously really, really bright in Atlanta, but quite often when the future is bright, the present can be a little dim because they're a little bit too young. Trey Young only in his second year. John Collins we've talked about. Cam Reddish from Duke, which has got to be very exciting. DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter. That starting five, let's say that ends up being a starting five in the future, is fantastic, is really, really sexy. But the reason why I believe in their future right now, even though it's Trey Young's second year, I think he realized you know, midway through last season that he belonged, and that's why his second half was so good. And then he goes into the offseason. You're going to like this, Skeets. And he trains with a guy like Steve Nash. Mm, I love um, it. You know, the Nash, Amari, Stoudemire, I, I can't get it out of my head, that pick-and-roll combo with Young and uh, John Collins. I, I, yeah, they were talking themselves up as Stockton and Malone. I was now, like, dream bigger, guys. You guys are so much cooler than John Stockton and Carl Malone. Uh, I do think another huge thing with the Hawks is you saw the improvement from Trey Young kind of coincided with when Collins came back into the lineup. He was hurt to start the beginning of last year. Once he gave uh, Trey Young that actual role threat, the, the court opened up for Trey Young to, to pick teams apart with his passing. Collins became a 20-10 and 10 guy. He was shooting 35% from three there. The foundational pieces are there. The God, depth yeah. isn't there right now, but it's easy to envision uh, them really popping this year, making a run at the playoffs, and then setting themselves up nice for the future. Yeah, John Collins has got the John Stockton short shorts, too. So that's right. maybe that's where the, <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's Stockton. Yeah. 
yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dre Young's Carl Malone. But, uh, looking through the, the teams that didn't make it last season, I mean, I think a lot of them won't make it again. The Knicks, the Cavs, the Bulls, I don't think are going to make it. I know Trey has them winning pretty much every award, uh, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. It's not just me, Lee. <laughs> the Bulls dad. could have been a surprise team, <laughs> yeah. but now everybody's on the Bulls. That's, Skeets likes them for the first time in six years. Yeah. Bill Simmons is talking up. It's Bulls season. Right. Uh, <laughs> the Wizards, I mean, the Wizards, as long as they got Bill there, they're a chance. But nope. They're, they're, there's no uh, chance. Yeah, but I'm saying no chance on the Wizards. And then, Sorry, and then the other teams are like the Charlotte Hornets, who, I mean, I just, again, they're going to be the same as they always are. So I think it has to be the Hawks in this case. I think they have to really see there's a chance to, to get to the playoffs and get some playoff experience, which would be great for these young players. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. That was, you're right there going through all those teams that didn't make it last year, uh, Lee, and then trying to like convince yourself that, yeah, are the Hornets going to get in there? No, the Wizards, probably not, no, and so on. But yeah, it, I think it's the Hawks, uh, fair enough, the or, or the Bulls. Make it. Oh yeah, that's, that's a great point. The, I keep but that, forgetting yeah, that wouldn't be necessarily it. a surprise though, under no, the, the... Not really. Know. Not really. Yeah, it's not going to be many spots, though. There, no. You know, the Pistons should be there as well. They could, it could be a very similar top eight. Yeah, the Pistons, Magic, and the Heat should be in there, and I think, and the Nets, of course, as well. But I think it's the Hawks. That's fair. But I am going to go with the Baby Bulls. Trey, I'm in on uh, I'm in on the Bulls. I've talked them up a ton here on our preview series. I, I don't well, be- you've always been a huge Otto Porter fan, so I can understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Yeah, that- I can't believe how much I disliked the Wizards team over the past couple of years, and now they got two of the Wizards guys, and I'm like, yeah, let's go, Bulls. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, again, I don't want to repeat myself too much. Uh, you can go check out the, the previous podcast here, the season preview podcast, where we did talk a lot about the Bulls here and there. But the, the main takeaway for them, it's sort of twofold. If they stay healthy, which they weren't last year, they just weren't, Three of their best guys, Zach Levine, Markkanen, Carter Jr., they missed a combined 87 games. So, you know, if they're healthy, they got what appears to be a pretty young, talented core there. And then I love that Kobe White is in there. He got a point guard. He's got the herky-jerky style. He needs a Jax Link's, like, beef jerky endorsement <laughs> ASAP or something like that. I think Towns had one. Give it to Kobe White. He's the real herky-jerky. Um, but I like that that sneaky, <laughs> underrated offseason, too, where they signed Thaddeus Young. You got a wizard there in Sadoransky. There's something there. I, I am. I, I will admit now I'm starting to get a little worried that everyone seems to be, that there's a little momentum with these baby bulls. And I was like, yeah, okay, they could be good. But I'm leaning all into it with you, Trey. They, they're they're going to get into the playoffs, and that would be a great first step. They're, Obviously, the Hawks and Bulls both want that step. They could be people's number one team in the Eastern Conference because... There's just a lot of young likables, yeah, right? That's right. The likables, yeah. The likables. I will tell you one thing that's got me feeling a little hesitant. They put out a hype video. Uh, apparently, they now have a championship belt for this uh, this one-on-one competition they have. Okay. Uh, and at the very first day of camp, Ar- Ryan Archie Diacono battled his way to the finals. The lowest seed taking on Zach Levine. Zach comes out, roasts him for a couple of baskets. All the other bulls are standing on the side of Zach Levine. This guy's going to win. And then Ryan Archie Diacono starts gritting it out, <laughs> yes. hitting stops, hitting big shots, takes home the championship belt. I'm thinking, man, this is incredible. And then I'm thinking, wait. That's bad. Ryan Archie Diacono is <laughs> the third string point guard, and he just roasted our best player one-on-one with every camera to see. Is this the message you want to be sending the very first week of camp? Yeah, it is. Everybody <laughs> eats on the likables. <laughs> yeah. The likables are um, they're hot. They're so hot right now. I think it seems like we got a battle here. Hawks v. Bulls. Yeah, it you know, does seem a little, Bulls, it's yeah. a little two on two. Yeah, Tass and, uh, Tass and Lee going with the Hawks and Trey and I going with the Bulls. I like it. I like it. What a battle we've got between the Hawks and Bulls. We got to go to that game for sure in Atlanta. Uh, definitely. Hopefully I'm back in time. It's also funny because they could both make the playoffs and they also could both be like 14. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. Easy. But I'm, I'm buying the Hawks because I think they're going to be dedicated to, to defense, which is dumb Ugh. to say because Alex Len's probably their starting center. That's not a good sign. Lockdown Len. Yeah. <laughs> their best defensive player could be a rookie, right? In the right. Yeah, that's turn. tough. That's a lot to ask for. Yeah. But I think they've got a good coach who, who understands that this is going to take time. He's not trying to rush the process, Lloyd Pierce. He, he knows that these guys are going to have plenty of bumps along the way. You know, Trey Young, especially this season, I'm interested to see just how teams defend him, you know, because we know he's got that incredible range. So teams are probably going to push him back further and further. Will he be able to go inside and score? So that's on one end, of course. The, you know, defensively, things do just take time. The guys need to get bigger and, and better at it. So, and, and I think part, a big part of defense is just being dedicated to it. And thinking you're good yeah. enough to do it, mm-hmm. you know that's that's a huge part of it. And yep. I, you know I'm kind of high on Trey Young because he's got a lot of swagger. He's talking about a potential All Star campaign this season, 
And I just think he, he just it, a lot of this game is mental for these dudes. You know, they're they're so good. Uh, I, I just think that there's there's something in that locker room. Even though all those guys I mentioned, DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter and John Collins and Trey Young and Cam Reddish are so stinking young, yeah. and, and that stinks uh, a little bit as far as their playoff chances go because those guys should be playing the most minutes, but then you're going to have guys like Jabari Parker eat minutes and Alan Crabb eat minutes and Vince Carter eat minutes. And, uh, you know, that, that I don't know. They, the ceiling is obviously a little bit lower with those guys, and it's not as fun to watch uh, just as a fan. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right, let's get to our next question. Guys, which team is under the most pressure heading into this season? Team. I'll take the Lakers. I think uh, this is a big, big season for Los Angeles. They haven't been in the playoffs for so long. They make the big move for Anthony Davis. They've mortgaged some of their future in acquiring him as far as the young players they've already given up and then future draft swap right options there with the Pelicans. Uh, they don't have a ton of cap space, assuming Anthony Davis opts in next season to his deal. So... Things have to work for the Lakers right now. This is not a, a building season. This is not a chance to sort of get to know each other. LeBron's 34. He's going to be 35 in December. They have to be contending. They have to finish in the top four in the Western Conference, I think, this season, or else they could be in big trouble because the Lakers, we know historically, one of the greatest franchises we hear all about when Dr. Jerry Buss was there. They only missed the playoffs twice. And, you know, in the last six years, they've been not just a bad team, but they've been a joke of a franchise. Uh, they've, they've got the star players now. They've got the star power they have to go out and perform. There is no, no option for them this season to just be a good team that you can see a future for. They're in a win-now situation, and they have to do it from night one. Yeah, and they're not even helped that the other team in Los Angeles is you know, possibly a championship contender. Uh, in the Clippers, like it just even sort of amps up the pressure even more. I think they're not not only are they trying to prove that they're one of the best teams in the league, they're trying to prove they're the best team in LA for crying out loud, the best team in that building, um, because you know the media is going to like just overhype that storyline. And, and they're trying to say it's not a rivalry at all. Maybe they're even right, but we you know we're going to try and make it a rivalry anytime the Clippers and Lakers play. So that that one makes sense. And their players are under huge amounts of pressure. This is the most questions LeBron has had to answer. In a decade, basically, he's coming off the first major injury of his career. The Lakers obviously didn't make the playoffs. He was showing up to games with glasses of red wine. Wasn't exactly <laughs> looking like a stellar leader out there in L.A. People have questions about LeBron. People obviously have questions about Anthony Davis. His rep is at the lowest probably since he came yeah. into the league. He basically quit on the Pelicans, walked out with the That's All Folks shirt, and it was over. People are quick to forgive if you really show up and play hard. So if Anthony Davis has an incredible season, if he's contending for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and the Lakers are back, people will be on both LeBron and AD's side, but they got to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it, aren't those two guys just walking on the floor healthy 50 wins? It, it sure feels that way, Easily, especially, yeah. especially with yeah. LeBron having a couple months off and, and being healthy at least to finish the season and missing the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. And Anthony Davis just too good <laughs> even in the western conference it's like if those guys are healthy uh, it's it's really hard to see them missing out on a top four seed for me right that's fair but we were also saying that about the lakers last year oh but, yeah yeah i mean we <laughs> yeah. like well, we asked the question on the season preview show and i got laughed at like oh the lakers they're a lot to make the playoffs well yeah, yeah you're right the injury to lebron completely derailed their season and even how they were building that team and and their strategy again, like not there's really higher expectations LeBron. this year. Oh though. yeah, I mean definitely there's yeah, more pressure. Anthony Davis. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Any other teams? I'll throw in a Rockets. I know we've talked about them, but I think they're the most sort of tenuous or kind of a fragile team. Like if one little thing goes wrong on that team because they're so thin, like last year at the beginning of the year, uh, they can just start off really really poorly, like yep. last year and James Harden has to say, all right, I'm going to shoot every stinking shot. Uh, he doesn't want to do that. Uh, we've already seen Gerald Green go down. They're already playing for a lame duck coach, which is really strange in Mike D'Antoni's last year of his contract because, you know, beside those starting five, you're relying on Austin Rivers and Nene and Tabo Cephalosha and Tyson Chandler and guys who have bounced around a lot and Ben McLemore and Ryan Anderson is back. Uh, one little thing goes wrong in that starting unit, and um, who knows? And, and to me, it feels like, you know, in, in modern-day sort of NBA, you got a window for a, for a championship, and this feels like it's closing on, on, on the Rockets. You know, Westbrook, I guess, kind of props open because he's new and fresh, but mm -hmm. he's going to be 31 very soon. And um, the depth is, is big in a regular season. It's, it's just the way it goes, especially in this Western Conference. 
And they traded so many picks to bring in Westbrook to get rid of Chris Paul because he was on that massive deal. The window is now, and like you're saying, it feels like it's closing in. If losing Gerald Green seems like a huge blow to your season, <laughs> right. that's probably a problem. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks as a team under pressure for a couple of reasons. Reasons there, there are you know ridiculously high expect- expectations to meet here for this team. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And then along with that, there is the Giannis contract situation the looming contract situation and trying to keep him happy and then eventually keep him locked down in in Milwaukee they got to prove that last season was not a fluke and that they're you know legit true title contenders yeah they won 60 games last year yeah they won their first postseason series in 18 years no one cares now it's now basically finals or bust I think for the Bucks season they've got a outplay all the other teams in the Eastern Conference, including the Sixers, including the Celtics and Raptors and whoever else maybe jumps up there into that upper echelon in the East, and then they gotta, you know, put a battle or at least good fight, maybe not win it, but put up a good fight in the finals. That's a that's a lot of pressure to suddenly just keep being great. And again, with that Giannis contract situation, I know he's trying to downplay, downplay it. He's doing the right thing. He's saying the right thing. You know, he's he was basically saying it's disrespectful to his teammates to talk about his free agency, so he wasn't going to. That's good. I, I actually hope he stays there, but he would not be the first star to say something like that, that, hey, I'm going to be here for the long haul. I want to be here forever, and then want out because maybe things don't go as planned. Be- and, and the Bucks front office, the pressure they're under is they made some decisions, right? They re-signed Eric Bledsoe. They brought back Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, George Hill, and they didn't bring back Malcolm Brogdon. They thought probably a little, you know, a little too rich for their blood at $85 million. And we're going to see how that works out. Maybe it's the right call. Maybe they, they, like we've talked about, Wesley Matthews, Kyle Korver, Pat Connaughton, DiVincenzo, they can step up and sort of fill the role that Brogdon played for them, but maybe not. So there's pressure because that championship window for them with no LeBron in the East, no Kawhi now in the East, no KD for a season in the East, it's it's there. And they really, in my opinion, have to go to the finals um, to, to really try to keep the momentum going, those, those little building blocks to then ultimately keep Giannis happy. So I go Bucks. Yeah, and interesting with uh, Mike Budenholzer too, because remember when he came to the Hawks and they sort of caught a lot of teams off yep. guard. They had that yep. incredible season. And then they were never able to sort of get back to that level. That's kind of what happened, I think, last season with Milwaukee. Like, all of a sudden, Bud Ball works really, really well. Will that work again this season? Will he be able to replicate that and get the same results? Because I think what you saw up until they were leading the Raptors 2-0, once the Raptors made one adjustment, Budenholzer didn't really seem to have one himself. Mm-hmm. And they lost four games in a row from there. So it shows that Budenholzer, if, if he can sort of implement a plan and, and it works great before teams have a chance to adjust to it, that's fine. But he needs to show that he has something else when teams now go, okay, we know what the Bucks are going to do. They're going to try to open, spread the floor so Giannis can go inside, and if he doesn't go inside, he throws it out to shooters. So teams are going to be ready for that this year. Budenholzer has to show that he's got a, a plan B, basically, right, I think. Right. Yeah. So we'll I think see. the adjustment is Giannis, get better. <laughs> get, yeah. get perfect. Yeah. I mean, he is he's so good. Uh, it's just, like, like we said earlier, skyhook, a dink, a dump, something, something within four feet yeah. because he's going to get to within four feet of the rim. Uh, he just has to find a way. I'm going to take a small little qualm with something you said, though, Skeets. You yep. said he's told the media that uh, it's a disrespectful. Uh, I am going to be here. I don't want to talk about it. Giannis has never told a lie. He, he's, he used to sell tchotchkes on the seat, on the uh, streets of Greece. He never said that this Louis Louis Vuitton bag is real. He never said that. It was fake. Uh, he's he's a real authentic guy. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Pretty funny that the Bucks have already been fined for tampering with their own players. Yes. Saying, we, we, we're going to give him the max. Like, yeah, okay, fair enough. No, you can't say that. We're going to hit you with a fifty grand fine. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. John Horse, general manager, yeah. said that. That doesn't really make sense. No. They're just putting uh, walls around Giannis. They're saying, hey, we're not letting anybody talk about signing Giannis. He's the next big name that's going to be available at some point. So even if the Bucs are talking about it, it's bad. I guess his coach probably can't even say his name to him. He's like, "Uh, (laughs) 34, you're in. (laughs) No, the best wall to build around him, though, I truly believe is to prove to him, again, like a a back-to-back season here of of that 60-win mark of a team that should, you know, be in contention for a title. As long as that keeps happening, I'm... I totally buy what Giannis is saying. I get it. It would make sense to stay there for crying out loud if you really truly believe you could win a title. And and that's it does feel like that's what that guy wants to do. So that's gonna be their their best plan. But if they take a step back here, like Lee was saying, and 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 you know, it's just it's not as smooth sailing as it was, um, 
then you know like the then you start thinking of like well maybe that that team over there is a little bit better uh, for my chances to win a title that's just what happens with these guys but you know again hopefully he does stay in milwaukee for the long run mm-hmm. trey do you have an answer for this one or are you sort of going either a rockets lakers or bucks I'm with you guys, though I do think something Lee touched on earlier this week was the Nets traded culture for stardom. How does that pay off? You got to have talent to win big in the NBA. The goal is to win big in the NBA. So I think it's the right move uh, to lose your depth, to lose the homegrown flavor. I guess that was uh, that made everybody such big Nets fans last year. If you're going to be one of the best teams in the league, you can't necessarily just rely on rehabilitating guys. So you got to bring in Kyrie Irving. You got to bring Kevin Durant, even if you're going to miss a season. But it will have an impact for sure. How how strong is the culture in Brooklyn? Is Kenny Atkinson that great of a coach that he's getting everybody to buy in immediately like Eric Spolstra was eventually able to do in Miami? We will see. We will see. All right. Our next question. Oh, this one's always fun. <laughs> Who's the best player in the league? We're not talking MVPs here. Just straight up, in your opinion, who is the best player in the league? As we, either as we enter the 2019-20 season, or you know, by the end of it, if you want to project that, who will be the best player? I think you got to set some criteria. The okay. regular season is important. I think when it comes to the best player in the league, right? Sure. To to me, LeBron is, you know, one A or one B. If we're just talking a playoff series and it's just one guy, then he's a lot closer to the, the best player or the best player. But because if we're talking about regular season, I, we've seen he drops off a little bit on the defensive end. He needs to chill out a bit. So he drops off, to me, below the Kawhi and Giannis level Okay, right now. Right now, that's the Kawhi. <laughs> Who are you picking? I'd I pick Kawhi because he can carry a team offensively and defensively when he wants. Because he missed 20 games, are you going to have a qualm about that? I'm fine with it because he can play 70 games. He can carry a team on both ends and a little bit more skilled offensively than Giannis. So I would go with him. Uh, and then in a playoff series, it's a totally different scenario. Right. But you're and going. Kevin, and Kevin Durant not being around eliminates him. So that, that's. Yeah. 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 We're taking. Yeah, that's I would, a big part. Yeah. We're taking KD out of the equation here. So you go, you go Kawhi one, Giannis two, and then LeBron three. Yeah. With your criteria, like you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. The regular season matters. Agree or disagree with that? I got Kawhi. For sure. I think LeBron made his case as being the best player in the league the last five seasons on the strength of his playoff performances. Everybody knows, like Tass is saying, he would take breaks during the regular season. He took a two-week break, then performed in the playoffs. Everybody still considers him the best player in the league. We just watched Kawhi Leonard dominate the playoffs, single, I mean, not single-handedly, but he dragged the Raptors to a championship. If he's not mm-hmm. there, it's not a title. So to me, he is easily the best player in the league, even if he doesn't play close to 82 games. If he's playing 70, if he's performing and just being Kawhi the way that we're expecting, I think he is the guy. After that, though, I'm still back to LeBron. I assume he's going to be performing in the playoffs. I assume he'll make the playoffs. And like we've been saying, he actually has a chance to rest here. We've never seen LeBron coming off an entire summer of rest. I imagine he's going to be energized, especially to be playing with a guy like Anthony Davis he's never played with. He's going to show up big time in the playoffs. It's pretty funny to see what Kawhi did last season where he basically just said, I'm just not even playing for these 20 games. And then he goes out and wins a championship because he's setting himself up to really be killed if the Raptors, let's say when they were down 1-0 against the Magic, let's say they lose that series. Then it'll be like, I mean, Kawhi just didn't even want to play this season, you know, and look what happened. The, the team couldn't get any continuity. Uh, I've and they, said they... this before, Lee. It's because the Raptors had a good record when he wasn't playing. Yeah. It would have been a huge storyline. Oh, for if, sure. If the Raptors were, you know, a 500 or below 500 team in those yeah. games, Kawhi wasn't playing for load management, but they weren't. They were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so and then, and then, and then if you look, you know, further into the playoffs, that game four in Philadelphia was huge where he hit that big shot right at the end of the game that kind of won them that game. And then, of course, the game seven, he hits that big shot against the Bucks. He looked a little gassed in those first two games, particularly in game two when Milwaukee killed them. And then basically he was the difference in that series by playing defense on Giannis. And then even that, even then I still remember Tass saying on the show last season, the Raptors won their championship by beating the Bucks because nobody really thought they were going to be able to go all the way and knock off the Warriors. And they did. And obviously it got great contributions from Marcus Gasol and Kyle Lowry and Siakam. But Kawhi was the difference. Right. He was the difference at both ends of the floor. So I agree. I'm the same. I, uh, <laughs> thinking about this question, I thought, is anyone not going to say LeBron? Because it's still, he still sort of has that, you know, that power and that draw that it's like you want the ball in his hands at the end of the games. But I think given his age and given the sort of situation and from what we saw from Kawhi last season, I think Kawhi, I think Kawhi, I mentioned earlier in one of these shows, if he wants MVP, he could go out and win it. 
that's you know that's what I think he can do. But I just don't think he wants to win. Doesn't MVP. want to have to give a speech at the end. <laughs> exactly <laughs> as much as. But he's also sacrificing Defensive Player of the Year by not playing twenty games a year, and we know he actually does uh, value that award. So I think Kawhi overall sees a championship. He goes out and wins it. Wins Finals MVP. It's hard to go past him as the best player. If Giannis can do that this season, perhaps he overtakes him. Right. How many how many games do you think Kawhi Leonard plays this season? Like, does he play more than 60? Does he play similar to 60? Is, uh, does he, do they aim to play sort of more He plays over 70. You think he plays so? over 70 for me. Yeah, yeah I, because, I think he plays because... 70 spot on, actually, something like that. Okay. Right around there, yeah. I thought 71. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know. 69. I like 72. No, it feels like he's going, I'm with you, he's going to play more than last season. And why he's wouldn't play he? More because than last season, yeah. you're removed from the injury. You know that whatever he wants to play is, is how many he'll play. Yeah, right. So if, if he's feeling good, maybe he does play a few more. If he feels that he's going to have to play 20-odd games in the playoffs to get to that 80-point mark, then, then maybe he does only play 60 again. I mean, it worked for him last season. Maybe he just thinks, I'm going to do that again. He yeah. probably has, maybe it's up to 20 games already on the schedule circled mm. because of how the previous week of games affects him, right? Yeah. It's the science behind everything that they're doing, and that's, that's what happened to... How many did you play last year? I, I 60. always forget. 60. 60. Yeah, well, Raptors what were 17 and 5, weren't they? Without, what a team. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Kawhi's only 28. Uh, I'm going with you. I'm agreeing with you guys, by the way. I do think, uh, until proven otherwise, he is right now the best player in the league because when he's out there, he's efficient on offense. Uh, he just gets whatever shot he sort of wants um, and can knock it down with some pretty solid consistency. And then he, he is... Uh, when when needed, he can be that lockdown defender. He he can take out some of the best players in the NBA, um, or at least at least neutralize them when he's given that task. And he just never fouls. I I mean, he never fouls yeah. these guys, which is a really underrated part uh, of his defense. I think so. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you guys here. I want to throw this at you because I've been thinking about it with Kawhi. If this guy wins a third title and even a third Finals MVP with his third different team. Where does he start landing on the NBA's all-time list? Like, that is... He goes flying up, yeah. for sure. Right? Like, really, really high, I think. And yeah, no, one's, no one's won three from three different teams in the finals MVP. Uh, not finals MVP, yeah. no. And, yeah. you know, I, keep, I like, I'm, and sort of this goes hand-in-hand hand with this. The All-Star game heads to Cleveland in, I believe, 2022, right? Because we got Chicago, then it's Indiana, and then Cleveland 2022. It's back there. That's going to be, I think, the 75th anniversary of the NBA. They did the 50th uh, anniversary in Cleveland. They did the top 50 players of all time. You would assume we're going to get the top 75 players of all time. Like, we'll get, like, I don't, so. an updated list or obviously yeah. adding 25 players. I don't know how they're going to do it. But I was like, which, if that happens, it's in Cleveland again, halftime of the All-Star game. They bring out all the legends. And I was Sweaty like, legends. Well, get you, them their leather jackets. <laughs> right, right. Indoors. But, uh, but I was like, who are going to be the current players represented there? Cool. <laughs> like... Like, will Kawhi be there? Um, you know, LeBron is a lock if he's still playing, no doubt. Durant, probably a lock if he's still playing. Like, or he's, he's there. Steph, is Westbrook and Harden? Like, I was like, how many how many current players in a couple years, if they're still going, uh, are on that top 75 of all time? And, and where does Kawhi sort of, like, is Kawhi a given? I think he Probably. is. Yeah, yeah, I would think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I imagine there are going to be quite a few guys. Shaq was in the top yeah. fifty players of all time, right? And he'd played, I think, five, five seasons yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. So they're yeah. uh, they definitely like to look to the future and, while while looking at the current league. So I would imagine they'll be there. Yeah, yeah, they'll be. Uh, hopefully, we get that um, in twenty twenty two. But yeah, he's going. If if Kawhi does this, I mean, especially <laughs> I can't imagine if he becomes the mercenary and and does it in back to back seasons. Um, you know, going from Toronto and then going to going to the Clippers and winning a title and probably winning finals MVP, that is, uh, he's got to fly up the list. I don't know where he falls. I'm not going to Bill Simmons it. I'm not going to throw him at some crazy numbers. I just don't know right now. But, man, is it going to be high. A question, quick question. Is there a home court advantage in the L.A. playoff series, L.A. versus L.A.? Hmm. Like, is, I mean, is home playoff advantage diminished a little bit because you're playing in the exact same arena? Are you forced to change locker rooms? 
No, I they have the so. same yeah. locker room. They have though. three locker yeah. rooms. Yeah, they have, yeah. They have, they have a Clippers, a, visitor, a Lakers, right. and a visitor. And a visitor one, yeah. so you the the big change rooms. is like the banners, yeah. right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Doc yeah. Rivers made a made it a point to cover up the Lakers banners yeah. when it's a Clippers home game. So mm. if the Lakers catch sight of that, they might be upset. <laughs> so right, you're saying if on the schedule, um, and I don't know off the top of my head that first game, like who actually has home court advantage? It's the opening night, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but who's got the home court advantage? It's the Clippers. Okay, so. Shouldn't the Lakers have to get ready in the visitors' locker room and not their own locker room? Yeah, they should. <laughs> right? Absolutely. They should have to lock the doors of their Lakers' locker room, and you got to go into the straight-up visitors' locker room. It's only fair. That's only fair. They're going to gonna save that for the playoffs. <laughs> oh, save that move for the playoffs. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's exactly right. Look ahead. All right. Um, so let's hear from you guys with that one. Best player in the league? You think it's Kawhi? Do you think it's? Um, you still think it's LeBron? Maybe it's Giannis. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's one of these bigs like Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis or so on. Let us know. Hashtag No Dunks or uh, on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. That's No Dunks Inc. Let's get to our little intermission break here. We've been having fun with these, getting some stories, some summer stories from all of you guys. JD, you're up here today. I want to know what you got up to this summer. Yeah, well, not much to be honest. Oh. I mean, you know. We didn't know where we were going to be living or if we were going to have jobs. So, yeah. you know, we just kind of uh, took it easy at the old Doyle house. Uh, didn't go anywhere. But um, I uh, the previous summer, I had a little melanoma taken off of my uh, belly. Right. Okay. So um, so this so because of that, I had to go back every three months to get checked for, you know, the full body exam. Oh, wow. Right? Wow. Which is always an awkward situation. The good news is uh, there's been nothing, so now I go to six months. Okay. But on my last visit there, you know, the guy, Dr. Chris, good guy. That's his first name or his last name? <laughs> That's his first name. I have no idea what his oh, last wow. name is. Oh, wow. First name basis. Dr. Chris. Dr. Chris. All right. <laughs> it's a young guy, good looking guy. Uh, we have pretty good rapport. Anyway, okay. so done this four times. Yeah, he knows, your, he, he knows, knows your me. body. He knows, he knows my your body. body better than you do. Yes, but uh, this time, this last time, uh, we're going through everything. I'm in my boxers. He, he, he doesn't touch me, but he's just really close looking at every single square inch of my body. And, What's uh, he looking? He's looking for mm-hmm. moles. And he's stuff? looking for strange-looking moles, oh, and I got God, moles I got a, all I got a million. Of yeah, those. you should get checked. I, I mean, you should get checked. You gotta <laughs> get checked. Go I got them on my Chris. head, on my face. So, I'm face down on the table. At one point, he's doing my back. He's you know, he's combing through my beard, which is weird and a bit of a pain <laughs> in the ass. Uh, so he gets down to my butt. And he had not done this the four <laughs> times before. Okay. He takes my boxers and eases them down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then he says, gotta look between the cheeks. <laughs> like, okay. Hey, this is new. And I, I was starting the snap of a plastic <laughs> That's glove. Right. That's yeah. right. So, You're still in the doctor's office at this stage. I'm still in, doc- yeah, yeah, right, still in yeah. doctor's office. He's not- He's not in the lobby. No. So I, just, I just sort of zoned out there for a second. It's in the backseat of his Ford F-150. Uh, so he goes, I got to I gotta, gotta have a look. So he spreads my cheeks, yeah. and he just sort of leaves them for a minute. And it was just not a minute. It was more like, it felt like an hour. Yeah. And uh, it was very uh, odd, an odd sensation. I was like, because you because you had already done this a couple times, you definitely weren't expecting. Uh, yeah, maybe on just, the first one. This you're was like, the oh, fourth time, yeah, yeah. and it was just like, uh, why? Why hasn't he checked yet? And why is this all of a sudden a thing? Right. Uh, so basically, he told me uh, that some. He's like, because I said. Hey, uh, the sun doesn't shine there. It's never shining there. Never. Like, and he's like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't matter. It oh, does not matter. Oh, oh, oh. You can get it anywhere. Right. We had a woman in here who had a melanoma one centimeter from her anus. That made me feel weird that he said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a violation of yeah. a Hippocratic. She was 42 year old accountant. Her name <laughs> yeah. was, uh, I believe it was Stacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stacy. She lives near you, actually. And uh, he's like, it was pretty serious. But uh, anyways, I was, I was thinking, like, I've had the prostate thing. Yeah. Way better. That's way better than having a grown man stare at your anus, like, up close. Yeah. It's just, I was, I've never felt more self-conscious in my life. Yeah. 
I was like, but, but I good news. Last time? Nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no cancer there. I don't know if he signed anything else. <laughs> I was in a rush that morning. <laughs> That's right. I was late for the <laughs> The greatest wipe. You're more uh, self-conscious about him looking at your anus than your front? I, that... I am, actually. I don't, weirdly. Oh, wow. Good for you. I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah, man. He walks in. I've already got him down. Wow, what a summer, what a summer, <laughs> summer story! Yeah, this is the highlight, literally the highlight of my summer. How about you? Say well, out there. yeah, mine's honestly, mine's not much better now that I think about it. I just a, a couple quick things that happened this summer. Um, it, this is TMI, no doubt, but I lost both of my big toenails. They're, they're <laughs> gone. I mean, uh, and this, are they in memoriam? We can put it in memoriam. That'd be yeah. great. Um, this and, whole thing is a live read for a WebMD. <laughs> what's going on here? And uh, you know, it's a and, like people know that I'm a big runner. People think, oh, it's from running all the time. Your shoes don't fit. It's never from running. It's always from basketball. So it's the way I play basketball. The the the, the Kobe White herky jerky stop and go. I don't know what it is, but. And your narrow feet. Your narrow yeah, feet don't help your it, they don't. foot stay secure in they, a shoe. Exactly. Thank you, Tass. They definitely mm-hmm. don't. What's the, uh, I got to try that tie technique. What's your, uh, what's it called again? What do you call it when you go around? Uh, what is it? Tass, help me out. The heel lock. The heel lock. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, I got to try the heel not lock. Not the technical term, but that's, yeah, right. try it. Um, so though, those are gone. I mean, what happens is, you know, like they get, they get smushed or they get stepped on and then the blood forms underneath and then there's the, the nail just doesn't grow and then it just eventually falls off. So they're gone. Um, Wait, forever? They never. No, they will grow back. Yo, I've had this like six times now. It happens all the time. It's crazy. Um, the other thing is, I was pretty bored, I gotta be honest, this summer, because we were off a little earlier, because we were looking for the new job and all that. And I was like running out of NBA podcasts to listen to and, and other podcasts that I'm into. So I started listening to a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> podcast. Uh, called Not Another D&D Podcast mm. by our good friends at HeadGum, actually. Yeah. Uh, Jake from uh, Jake and Amir fame. He's one of the guys on it. I've never played Dungeons & Dragons. I don't know how to play it. I, I have a rough idea of what it is. Obviously, a board game and all that and a dice sort of game and role-playing. Mm-hmm. But it's fascinating, this podcast. It's just like... It's like a bunch of grown men's... Sitting women, around pretending. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah. women, yeah. Um, but it's actually... I've never played with a girl. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, but it's pretty... It was... I got like 15 episodes in. These are like three-hour episodes. Yeah. Like, I was putting them back. Now You're they, living in that world. You're I was about exactly, coming up with a character? Exactly. Shout out to Hard One Surefoot. Uh, that's Jake's character. <laughs> big, uh, big, giant guy. Anyways, he, uh, he, he doesn't lose his nails. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> sure foot, sure toenails. Um, so, but I think I'm unfortunately probably now that the season is starting, it's like I just don't have time. Yeah. So I've got to pick up. Like they're like episode seventy five, like eighty something like that. Though I did go to see a live show as well too. They were in Atlanta. That's why mm-hmm. it sort of inspired me. I wanted to go support Jake. Saw the live show. I was like, this is actually pretty, pretty funny. And it was, you know, they're really creative in regards to building this story. Uh, that they're just making up for the most part on the spot. So I uh, got to get into that. Uh, My son listens to the Adventure Zone, which again is four hours, three hours. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's It's unbelievable. Um, So yeah, I'll have to pick that up again next summer. Uh, I went to Guatemala for a week. The only thing, you know, great time. It was my buddy Grisha's 40th birthday party. We had a blast. (laughs) But I've never been to Guatemala, and I saw an active active volcano go off for the first time. That scared the out of me. Nice. It was... It's it's scary. Like yeah. at night, seeing yeah. like that red lava come out, wow. and you're just like, I don't know. I'm just like, should we be scared? Like, are we worried here? Like, I, <laughs> like I know lava's slow, and we probably got time to get out of here. But like, how do we know where it's going? But it's like, it is one of those ones that like is generally always going. Yeah, off. it's active. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It does look incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. and, ju- and just finally, this is a very recent development. I guess it's uh, not really a summer story, more of a fall story. Since we've been here in Toronto, most of you guys know the setup here. JD and I are in Toronto because of our visas. we got to wait till our work visa is clear so we can go back to the States and team up with the guys in Atlanta. But we're here. I'm staying with my buddy Ken, Ken and Marge, and they have uh, they're deep into re-watching, I guess actually for the first time, so watching Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> They're on season six right now of Frasier, so I'm, I've never watched Frasier. I obviously know oh, I know what the show is. Of course, a lot of people consider him the original podcaster. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. So I'm now watching Frasier, and I've picked it up at like season six. 
I gotta say, pretty entertaining. Holds up. It's uh, pretty it won, it funny. It won a ton of awards. It's really yeah, well. Yeah, it's always winning awards. For, for definitely like a, that, that type of sitcom-y show, it's really well written. Um, it's not bad, but I will say, and I'm sure I'm not the first to like note this, but they're always wearing bathrobes on Frasier. <laughs> I swear to God, I've watched four or five episodes, and there is yeah. always a scene or two where multiple people are in bathrobes. Huh. So they're just keeping it very casual. So yeah, that's what I... That's right. Always that's, ready to get examined. That's what I've done. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Anyway. I, I just I just got uh, one question for you then, uh, Skeetsy, for yep. your summer. Yep. Um, you, you said you lost two toenails. Yes, yes, my big Does toenails. Does that mean uh, your nickname is now Eight Toenails? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a little bit. Until they grow back, yes, you can call me that. Okay, so... Uh, but, but, uh, talking about D&D, uh, the... Uh, the biggest fight my kids ever had yeah. was over D&D. It was because my youngest son wanted to call his character David Brent. That's all he's saying. No. <laughs> he insisted on calling. He's like, I'm calling my character David Brent. It's going to be hilarious. Because it's always like, what? Your uh, other son wasn't. He was like, that's not a D&D name. Yeah. Just, you can't do that. And oh my God. It almost <laughs> came to blows. I'll, I'll say, like, again, in, in listening to that, it is amazing the um, the game master that runs it. Mm. Just like, uh, it's, it's so much work. I know. It seems, like, exhausting. Yeah. It's, but, a, it's a dungeon master. It's before, oh, before people. Thank you. Uh, oh, Jesus. I'm embarrassed. Jump on you. I'm embarrassed. Okay. Let's get back to the questions. Wow. Yeah. Let's get back to questions. There hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One, one, one last thing. One last thing. I know we're trying a lot of new things this year. A lot of new shows. Like, <laughs> no, we're not starting a Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, actually, some details on a show that we're dropping very, very soon will come a little bit later in the show. But all I can see right now is just like Zach Galifianakis between two ferns, I can see JD having people come in and give their medical situations, their medical stories <laughs> oh. be- between two cheeks. Two, two huge bum cheeks. If we get back to video, we got to do it. Or, you know, if Skeets comes on, we can make them two toenails. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And, and JD, way back in the day when we were at Ryerson, was the sports doctor. That's true. Right? No, I was the sports oh. nurse. Oh, sports nurse. Tass Excuse was the me. doctor. Tass was the doctor, yes. <laughs> oh, but wow. there's some tie there. Yeah, yeah sure. All sure, right, sure, let's sure. try it. Why not? <laughs> okay. New podcast coming later this year between two cheeks. Uh, all right, let's get to yeah. Let's get to the next question. Drop the comment. All right, guys. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm pretty sure this is our final um, awards question. Who wins Rookie of the Year? Is it is it is everybody going Zion Williamson? Is it a no brainer? or Are you going to convince this of someone else? I can't. No. Neither can I. <laughs> yeah, it's Zion here. Who's the second Rookie of the Year? Is yeah. almost the bigger question. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Well, Jaw jo looks great. Yeah. Okay. Before yeah. yeah, before we do that, I mean, Chris Herring at five three eight. Uh, he, he had a great article on what Zion Williamson is even doing in the preseason. Yes, it's preseason. Who cares? I get it. But over the past 20 years, Chris Herring wrote, no rookie has finished their preseason campaign averaging more than 20 points per game. Steve Francis was the closest back in 99. He was the closest with like 19.6. But Zion is averaging in the preseason so so far, 23 points per game, six boards, two assists in 27 minutes a night. Uh, that's across four games. And he's shooting 71% right now from the field. It is... Yeah. Pretty amazing. 71. Yeah. Yeah, he's fifth in scoring, apparently. Yeah. And I saw this. John Schumann would be the only one crazy one, crazy enough to do this throughout the preseason, but he's been tracking lineups. Yeah. And Zion at the five has some ridiculous plus-minus numbers, mm-hmm. and not rather than the four and the three. That kind of worries me for the Pelicans' playoff chances, if they're, st- if they're tinkering, if they're trying to figure that out. But Zion at the five is very, very interesting rather than him playing with Derek Favors, clogging up the lane. Mm. Just imagine Zion Williamson with an open lane right. every single night. Like, you, like those numbers say, the guy is absolutely unstoppable with the finesse and the touch of a guard. And you're not getting great odds if you are going Zion Williamson. Not. Yeah, minus 130. So he is uh, by far the favorite. But, but let's um, if he doesn't get injured, it's tough. It, it really sort of is tough not to to see him win in this thing. But who is uh, I like that Trey? Who's who's second? <laughs> who's who's going to be the Trey Young really this year? I'm fired up about Tyler Hero yeah. getting buzz as the next Clay Thompson. He just recently had a game where he scored the first 14 for the Miami Heat. Who knows if he's going to be able to keep getting open throughout 
the NBA season, if he's going to be able to have the confidence playing as a rookie, pulling up off the dribble, hitting these deep threes, but his jumper looks nice. That's like a severe wrist flick he's got. You must love it, Lee. I do. That thing is snapping down. The guy looks like he's going to be a flamethrower from day one. So it looks like a fun guy to watch. Speaking of flamethrowers, the rookies, uh, the Celtics rookie last night, Carson Edwards, hit eight threes in a quarter. No, that was really, that <laughs> was, was, no, that was, really, you can't even keep track of the days, man. That was a couple no, nights ago. No. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's flying. It's flying. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he looked great. Uh, but he's not going to win rookie of the year. He's not going to, he's not going to light up that sort of uh, stuff. But uh, yeah, I guess that Ja Morant in, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having a tough time saying his name because it looks like there's a letter missing from his first name. <laughs> You know, like you think it's Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's got a Z. Jay Williams has got a Y. So it's like, is it Jars or J? Just think Ja Rule is back. Ja, okay, Ja. Just think like Jaleel Okafor, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm excited to see him. He's got a nice handle already. He's pretty explosive. Uh, I think think he's the sort of guy who, yeah, takes Zion out of it, and and I think he would be a red-hot favorite to win this award. A lot of great names in this class. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, as you said. Lee, what was his nickname the other day? <laughs> long what name. Did, what nickname did you give him? <laughs> long name Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what no, was we the were, other one? Yeah, no, he called him long name Nikki. I saw people on Twitter saying no, uh, Nikki Dimes. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was trying to push not. Uh, people were calling him uh, Nikki Dimes. It's got, a, it's got a nice little ring to it. Yeah, because yeah, it's also it's like Frankie Nikhil, kind of like nickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's a, that's exactly. I forget. Sorry, I forget the. I don't Both have the tweet coins. in front of me right now. But yeah, exactly. That's where it was from. That's yeah. not bad. Nice coins. It's good to see Bowl Bowl <laughs> in the league too. I'm interested to see how he'll play this season. You know, Bowl Bowl. That's another yeah. Bowl Bowl. Okay, so yeah, Zion Jaw. I won't know. No love for for an RJ for another Canadian boy, RJ Barrett, or but what about Michael Porter Jr.? He is technically a rookie. How much is he going to play? That's that's a fair question, yep, I think. In fair. in Denver, with the rotation so deep, is he even going to be in the rotation to start? I, I would. I would tougher him to I wouldn't crack sprinkle. It, yeah. I wouldn't sprinkle the dollars on. You can sprinkle on Ja. That's totally fair. He's got the ball in his hands a lot. Sprinkle on RJ if you're crazy. Sprinkle on RJ. Yeah, he's probably going to put up big numbers. You'd imagine yeah. they'll give him every opportunity to have the ball in his hands, which is where it seems like Barrett thrives. Uh, I don't know if he's going to enjoy creating for your Julius Randles and Taj Gibson, so just let it fly. Get some buckets. Mm-hmm. If you're in New York scoring 18 points a game as a rookie, you're going to get a lot of hype for Rookie of the Year. I guess I sort of have to lean into um – putting a little bit on Kobe White as well because I'm all in on the Bulls. I got, a few sprinkles. I got huh? boiling winning coach of the year for crying out loud. I better have the uh, rookie point guard playing well if I do think the Bulls are going to go from 22 wins to something like 42 wins. So, yeah, Kobe White will get a little bit of love um, and uh, hopefully he does get that beef jerky endorsement that I'm pushing for already. i got to become his agent, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Zion is... Uh, Probably going to run away with this, which is great, which is great. I, I am so, so excited for opening night, um, you know, Pelicans, Raptors, and, and then uh, Lakers, Clippers. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. It's First off, it's pretty cool that the Raptors, of course, get in the rings and uh, getting to celebrate the, the championship. That will be Go awesome. Go down there, bro. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I think um, huh. what's happening is, like, obviously here in Toronto, a lot of friends, being Raptors fans, uh, during the playoffs last year, they had the big thing where they were meeting up in bars to watch the games, like huge viewing parties. And uh, they're going to continue it, at least for opening night here with the Raptors. So, no, I, I might uh, might instead go to the bar to watch the games. Well, going to a bar to watch a sporting event? That's <laughs> <laughs> They're doing that up there in Toronto? That's crazy, man. Yeah, Lee, I might even have a Budweiser. I know you can't have a Budweiser at a bar, but I'm, I'm just crazy enough I might try the swill. Listen, you'll spoil your night then, bro. I mean... <laughs> You know, if you're going with JD, you're not having a Budweiser. You know, no, you we are drinking stand. Budweisers. Oh man, I love Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, Zion Williamson are leaning heavily, but there's a. It should be a pretty good rookie class by the looks of it. Uh, again, okay. Next question. We're looking ahead. I don't know some 250 plus podcasts here, guys. What is your finals prediction? Who you got? What two teams you got in the end? Clippers over Sixers for me. Clippers over Sixers. Okay. I'm saying Bucks over. I want, I want to say the Nuggets. Let me say the Nuggets. Say, it. say it, the man. Nuggets. Bucks over Nuggets. Wow. What a crazy, stupid <laughs> pick that was. Are you kidding me? I can't believe you said that. I just, I just, Kawhi, I'm just like, I, it's very, very yeah, hard. That to, guy never shows up in the I playoffs. Know, I know, I <laughs> know. I just. I'm just thinking, though, like, Paul George is already injured. Last season when he came oh. back, he wasn't. 
able to really recapture the form. He's had a long time to to get ready, and he's still not right. So that may be a factor. But yeah, I, I uh, yeah, give me bucks and give me the nuggets. <laughs> Okay, we've given you the bucks and we've given you the nuggets. Here's your butt too. Uh, I know there's people going, oh, the TV ratings wouldn't be great. I don't care, man. Give me bucks, give me nuggets. That would be fantastic. <laughs> you, do you, uh, you won't drink a Budweiser. Will you eat a Chicken McNugget, though, by yourself every once in a while? Uh, I'd prefer not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever you know. tried, uh, have you ever eaten deer? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, oh. and... Deer venison is yes, great. Right, right. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know what? Just the other day in uh, Marietta here in Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. I was driving back <laughs> and honestly, yeah. four deer ran across the road. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Like we stopped the car, showed the kids. It's like, look, there's deer. <laughs> so, you know, the question's from the backseat. What are they doing here? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But I didn't know oh, they man. were hanging around here, but... So what are you guys doing? Well, they must be must be hungry coming into the city. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. they're around. They're in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, you see them every now and then. Oh, I haven't everywhere. seen a deer. Goodness. Okay, well, so come out to Marietta. I will. I'll make, yeah, Marietta Brown, Jalen Brown. Um, <laughs> what do you got, Trey? What do you got in the final? Uh, I'm Clippers over Sixers as well. Ooh. Wow. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, Lee. Now that you mentioned Paul George is super heavily involved, and I love picking against that guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, a new, it's a new era in the NBA. It's a new era for your boys. Got to see things differently, Clippers over Sixers. Um, okay, I've got a new one or a different one from you guys, a little bit at least. Give me the Bucks. I'm also yeah. going Bucks. Um, and uh, I got them taking on the Lakers. 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 Yeah, I love it. I'm going 180 on the Lakers. Last year, I was like, they're not even going to make the playoffs. Everybody's like, yeah, right. Now I'm saying they're in the finals because yeah, I love it. Yeah. This is uh, I, the best. You, Trey, you said it earlier. You said uh, they are the best duo. If healthy, they're the best duo, hands yeah. down to me. LeBron and AD. Will these other guys like uh, like Danny Green and Tavius Caldwell Pope and Kuzma when he's back from injury and all that? Like, can they? Can that supporting cast give them enough? I obviously, I, I think yes. Obviously, I think yes. But man, is this is is very very difficult um, more than any other year to actually I think get this right or or have uh, any real confidence in your finals picks because it feels it feels like there's seven or eight teams that I think you could uh, you could talk yourself into. To being there in the finals, unlike other previous seasons or the last couple of years, where it's like, yeah, that one team at least, or maybe even both these teams are there. All right, we are almost done here. A few more questions before we go. We'll end with these two guys. First off, what are you least looking forward to about this coming season? Well, it started off. It started off with all this controversy with China, and I know there's uh, a lot more important things rather than basketball at stake here, but I, I just. I hope this is not something that sort of clouds the entire season. You know, whatever, whatever sort of the situation is, because no one really knows the right answer. No one really knows the right thing to say. But uh, I think it's sort of started the season off on the wrong foot. And uh, I just hope it's not something we're still talking about later in the season without, without trying to brush under the carpet what the actual issue right. is there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, right, right. Um, do you, what, did, what did you think of LeBron's comments? Did you find them clumsy? Uh, uh, yes. I don't want to put you uh, hey, No, I know, I know. And, and that's why I'm trying to be delicate with my words here because I don't think anyone can say something that's like everyone go, right, that person's got it right. Because, <laughs> right, of course. You know, when, when money's involved, it, it, it clearly changes people's opinions and attitudes. And that's, that's really what's, uh, the, what it is here. It's like, is money more important than, than human rights? And um, that's why I just think it's, uh, it's a delicate issue. I would that, say the that, answer to that is no. That's what I believe. No, well, I, I agree. I <laughs> but agree. you're right. It's not that, it's, but but, but not when you're asking people who have got enormous financial yeah, interests exactly. in that country, then, then clearly uh, their answer is compromised. In Lebr- that LeBron says he's done. Now, after sort of saying his remarks that I, yes. I do truly believe were a little clumsy and, he, and, and to the point where he had to then tweet sort of clarification immediately after, he now says, I'm not talking about it. Yes. I'm done. And I think that is now that they're not in China, now that the season is starting, um, your your worry, I guess, to call it that, Lee, I think is uh, I think this is going to be I get it's going to be forgotten in regards to the NBA season. I I think that um, I think yeah. once the games start and these guys just will not be being asked about it, then that's it's going to be like sort of back to normal. And I'm not saying that is the good the, the right thing. No, but, but that's that's, that's the way human nature tends to be. Is we yep. sort of just something is kind of an issue and then it just kind of yep. fades away. That's what I think, at least. What are you guys least looking forward to? 
Well, to follow that up, uh, I've been stuck in Dumbo mode for the entire season previews podcast, so I'm not looking forward to listening back to this podcast when the Bulls start the season 4-12 and 12 and oh. Jim Boylan's looking like a fool. I'm picking Kawhi Leonard and Paul George over LeBron James. I'm saying the Mavs are going to be terrible. I may, I'm trying to go out on a limb a little bit more here, and I feel like I'm going to regret it in the future. Uh, but I'm not going to stop letting it fly. We're getting dumb-bold all season long here. <laughs> dumb-bold? Nice. Like, I'm thinking you were saying dumbo. Oh, yeah, I, I did, I did, I did. That's also my way to introduce a new term out here in our, in our preview podcast, dumbo. I love it. Short for dumb, bold. I dumbo love it. Mode. Oh, you're yeah. being a real dumbo. dumbo with that. I like that. That's a dumb, bold <laughs> prediction. Okay, that's ours. Yeah, people got the hot take. We got dumbo. Okay. There so we go. What do you got, Tass? I don't have a good answer for this. I got to be honest. Really? I'm just, I'm just so optimistic right now. You got nothing? What do, okay, let me throw, oh, listen, let me throw one at you. I, okay. I mean, I'm going to say something that makes me sound old, but I, I, I think I may go full throttle watching broadband games this year. Oh, for the okay. first time in, in my... In the history of my life, floor it. <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, do it, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna miss. I'm gonna miss the old the old tube. <laughs> you know? What are you least miss... looking forward to, Tass? I'm gonna miss my television. Yeah, totally. I gotta miss that experience. You, gotta... I, you just can't flick. You just can't flick the same way. That's I want right. to be able the to do it. The flicking is huge. Yeah, the, I, not I'm not gonna be comfortable. You lean forward looking at a computer. Yeah, you lean I, back. I, I, that's and, right. And, and I don't know. Right. I don't know how. You know. Obviously, you can navigate. It, you can put it on it. You can mirror mm. it. You can do whatever. You can. You can just look. You can just find an app on your TV. That works. Sure, baby. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not ready. You I know, have that beautiful projector down here. Yeah. Hook it up. Maybe you can do that like four game thing. You can really Whoa. live in it. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take some day. photos of it. Call looking me at furniture. <laughs> looking at furniture to try to make my viewing experience more palatable this season because I hate to lean forward. <laughs> right. Especially after you've eaten and you're like, you're on the couch and you're like, ah, this is just not comfortable. So, so you're looking something with a little bit more of a recline. Yes, yeah, so I yeah. definitely want recline, but then I need the portable table so that I can put the laptop there. Lee, um, you, don't ge- you generally watch on your computer, right? Is yes, that, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. But it's, it's, it, it's not the most um, you know, pleasing experience because of that reason. And you, sometimes you get that little lag as well. Yeah. You're going to get sleepy, though, if you've got a lean back couch. Uh, yeah, you know, it's I mean, nine p.m. Good night. <laughs> yeah, I can usually get to nine thirty without uh, starting to, oh, <laughs> starting to turn towards. Maybe you could get like one of those cool gamer chairs that comes up, really supports your body, yeah. keeps you upright for hours that's, and hours of gaming. I mean, something. I need something ergonomically designed like that that's going <laughs> to yeah. keep me into it. Yeah, gotta consider the real. The real problem so. is the late night snack too. If you're too far reclined, it's very tough to. Pull yourself off that couch and go and have Get you know. a snack. Yeah, <laughs> it is hard, man. It's hard watching basketball. You're oh right. my god, it's life is so tough. tough. I mean, not not the not the hours that you're putting in the literal physical yeah. exhaustion of <laughs> watching a game and snacking. It's in, it's tough, yeah. but not over snacking. That's also key <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to do what you're doing, Tass, or it sounds like you're going to do, and just sort of. Maybe stick with the computer, go broadband, get rid of watching on TV. But then, and I know you don't have this problem because I think you have a different cable provider, but my cable provider, I believe, is finally getting these games in HD. They didn't have them in HD for the longest time. I'm talking like League Pass on television, which is incredible that that was happening in 2019. Um, But they said, I got that letter in the mail. Say, hey, you're good to go. You're already subscribed. Don't worry. We'll just take your money right away. Um, But it will be in HD. So I think I... mm, I'm going to stick mm. with it. I'm going to stick with yeah. it because I got to, you know, that's a lot better because that was infuriating. I, half the time I ended up just watching it on the computer because it was, like basically was better quality. Yep. Um, I'm not looking forward to this NBA coaches challenge either to, to take it back to the actual game. I, if I have this right, the challenge can be made in three situations. So th- they can question a foul call against the team's player. They can dispute yeah. an out-of-bounds decision. Or you can question like a goaltending or basket interference ruling against that team. The first one applies to the entire game. So like you can question a foul call. The other two, those, those latter two, are only to the first 46 minutes um, of the game or the first three minutes of overtime. So in the final two minutes of regulation or overtime, you can't do those. But I don't know. Like I get it. Like this, we've, we've seen this in other sports, MLB and NFL I don't think it's great in either of those sports, to be completely honest. I'm a little worried what we're going to get here in the NBA. 
If the challenge is unsuccessful, you lose your timeout. If it's upheld, no timeouts charged. And you only get it once, so I like mm. that at least. Like, even if you get it right, like, you get it overturned, you don't get it. Again. You don't get to keep it. So I do like that. Um, but I, I just just let these guys officiate the game. I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, uh, <laughs> let it, them ref out there. Honestly, it's it just, with all sports, truly, it's like just getting a little too in the weeds for me. Uh, yeah, but, the, the only sport that has had a successful challenge, I think, is tennis because it's so quick. Yes, that's, exactly. that's a good and point. And that's what, that's what the key is here. Yeah. If people throw a challenge, you want it to be over in like 10 seconds, yeah. Yeah, right or wrong. Yeah, uh, but it's just one a game. It is one a game. You know it's done as soon as it's done. It happened with the Golden State Warriors. They actually had a successful challenge this preseason. Yeah. The entire arena and everybody at home were kind of watching together. There's something about it, like it's a group experience, sort of weird in a weird <laughs> way that's different than an official checking if it's out of bounds or not. And then Steve Kerr and Mike Brown and Steph Curry, they all jumped for joy. It was kind of funny. If they do that, I think that should be mandatory. You have to, you have to be pumped about it. <laughs> right. Replay celebrations. Right, you yeah. gotta be and pumped. then it's funny. Okay, okay. It will, it's going to be like, when you think about it, though, like there's going to be a foul called against a player, and then the, the coach can like do the little twirl the finger and say, no, 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 go look at that again. And like, how often <laughs> is it really going to be overturned? Like, I guess the officials are just going to be like, no, I guess we were wrong on that one. <laughs> it's, uh, you're right. And maybe it happens. Uh, they seem to be pretty honest. But I do like the one thing they did do, though. Um, the replay center is going to take over determinations of two-pointers versus three-pointers, like operating automatically. I like that. Like, they can do that. We, we don't need the officials on the floor to, like, worry about, like, oh, did he step on the line? Was it a two or a three? That, that is a – I like that little uh, – little addition there that maybe will help a little bit but yeah a little tennis style right there well let's end with uh let's end with a little positive here you know you want to drop the bomb or no jd go drop the bomb why not <laughs> guys what are you most looking forward to what are you most looking forward to heading into well, the I, season the big thing is that it's a cheryl crow season a change is gonna do <laughs> us good <laughs> <laughs> you mean you know, us with podcasting daily specifically? us with podcasting daily the entire nba is different Every it just seems like a different league. Everything just feels different. I think that's going to be exciting for everybody. But specifically, one thing: throwback Stephen Curry is mm. going to be fun. It's weird to see D'Angelo Russell out there running around on the Warriors. Um, you kind of forget that. Oh yeah, he joined the team. But uh, it's going to be the Steph show. If he is, if the Warriors are going to be even a dark horse contender, we got to see the unanimous MVP, Steph yeah. Curry. And I think that. He knows it. Everybody knows it. He came out and shot a half-court air ball as the very first shot from Chase Center. So you know <laughs> he's aware of the eyeballs and what's going on with his reputation right now. If he's able to maintain his status as a top-five guy, that's going to be fun to watch. Just uh, following on from that, a player I'm really looking forward to is Luca. I, I think he was just outstanding last year. And already in the preseason, I've enjoyed him so much. You know, doing a couple of little tricks under his legs and around the back and a couple of those wild passes, cross-court passes, hitting threes from all over the place. He's got superstar potential, this guy. And now they're with Chris Tapps. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. And, and defensively, they're not great, the Mavs. But Luca is like a league pass Luca. You know, you just, yep. you just want to watch him because he's going to do something pretty mm -hmm. special. So I'm very, very excited to, to see him. I mean, it's so hard for a European guy to live up to the hype and the reputation. But so far, he's absolutely done that. And, and I think he's only going to be even more fun to watch this season. Supposedly he lost a bunch of weight too. I wonder if he we're gonna look back at him in like five years and the way we do with Kevin Love, where he looks completely different yeah. when he was in his first couple of years. Kevin Love used to have that color me bad beard, was <laughs> a little beefy Nikola Jokic sort of shaped guy, and yeah. now he's like a GQ cover model. Yeah. Perhaps Luca's going the same way. Mm -hmm. I hope so. I hope so because his little avatar and basketball reference is uh, too full for my liking. <laughs> it goes one twenty eight by one twenty eight. I need a little space on the side. Um, I won't get too cute with mine. I'm just excited about parody in the NBA yeah. for the first time since we've started recording this podcast you know, over a decade. There's no chance that there's been this many teams that could legitimately win the championship. And so every night, uh, you know, night in, night out, we kind of talk about the MVP race, you know, throughout the year and that kind of thing. Legitimately, after every night, it's going to be a new team is going to win the championship. A new team looks like they right, have the, right. the sort of the, the foothold on it. And uh, it's, it's going to be legitimate. Uh, that, that sort of feeling of being into the regular season uh, hasn't you know, permeated through us. I think even, even as podcasts, we love this game. But it's going to be a different feeling. And I wonder how 
ratings, whether it's on the tube or on broadband, is going to uh, is going to play out because of that. How many people will just be tuned in mm-hmm. uh, because the regular season means so much? Uh, I'm very pumped. Yeah, and I would even add to that not only the teams right now heading into the season where it's like seven, eight, nine, however you believe could maybe go all the way to the finals. There could be teams that because of a trade or something like that you know, add or are added to that sort of squad of like, oh, they could win a title, be it the Celtics make a big move, be it the Heat, like get Chris Paul or something like that. There's there's moves to happen where, um, you know, you add another star player, so to speak, and, and suddenly you're in the mix uh, and maybe a real title contender. So, yeah, I have parody written down as well. Every Western Conference game, it honestly has the potential to actually mean something later in the season in regards to like playoff tiebreakers and matchups and just like, you look at the opening night or opening week, I should say, you know, Lakers Clippers on opening night, Wednesday nights, you got Nuggets Blazers, Thursdays Clippers Warriors, Fridays, the Mavs Pelicans, Jazz Lakers, hell, even the Blazers Kings, like feels like there's one of those type of really important Western Conference games, you know, every night, every second night, which uh, it hopefully will make, uh, you know, daily podcasting for us um, more enjoyable, like you were like you were saying there, Tass. Mm-hmm. That's all the questions, guys. Let's hear your answers. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag No Dunks. Follow us on social media at No Dunks Inc. on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us. Get your emails in. No Dunks at theathletic.com. If you do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, leave us that five star rating. Leave us that review. Helps others find and listen to the show. Su- subscribe. Smash that follow button wherever you do listen to No Dunks Podcast, though. And thanks to everyone that has done so already. We really, really hope you enjoyed these season preview shows. We are excited. To get to the real games, Tuesday night, opening night in the NBA, but we'll be there on Monday to really kick off the daily show. We're going Monday through Friday. We're going to try and get the show up around, you know, noon Eastern every day. We'll try and get into that rhythm, but bear with us, at least at the start. We're also going to have a bonus podcast coming to you this weekend. So keep an eye for that. I don't want to go ahead and give too much away, but it's... Something a little different than what we're going to have with the Daily Show and then even stepping on the beach. So we're going to try this out. That'll drop on the weekend. So make sure you subscribe and keep an eye for it. I think you're, uh, I hopefully think you're going to really enjoy it. So that's it for us. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, No Dunks is looking forward to being the best part of your NBA season. Embrace the day, people. <laughs> <laughs>